chapter further revealed. What is going on, everyone? Episode 43, after further review, coming at you here. We are in for a big podcast. Some things we talked about last week came to fruition this week, and we're going to get right into it. But first off, how's everyone doing? Good, good. Happy Hanukkah to you, Ben. What day are we on? Day seven. For all you non-Jewish people out there, it's Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah to Ben yeah. and Ben's parents who... And Julia. And, and Julia and Louise. And Dank. Is Dank celebrating? But does he celebrate privately? Might with his dad. All right. Well, so someone who's not Jewish, and I'm pretty confident about that, <laughs> Shohei Otani. <laughs> Shohei Otani, huge contract. I don't know if we all thought this number, uh, 700 million, 10 <clears throat> years, but that's not even the biggest part of the deal. I don't know if, Chase, you want to just touch on that um, and just the, how crazy. This is so, so unprecedented for any other contract we've seen in baseball, let alone any sport. Yeah. Yeah. He really signed a contract that any other team could have signed him to. He only signed for 2 million over it's the next 10 years. Right. Yep. Overall. And then he gets the bulk of the rest of the $700 million. Yeah. So 2034 to 2043, (laughs) he gets 68 million a year. That's outrageous. And then, but the funniest part is bets contract is also deferred money too. So during that time frame, they're going to be paying, I think, like somewhere upwards of 80 million to just those two guys in those nine years. So the Dodgers in like in eight, nine years are going to be terrible. Yeah. But just think of like inflation. I mean, the Dodgers made out on that part, deferring all that money. But I don't know. It just feels illegal to me. Like it's crazy, seven hundred million dollars, and his actual contract is going to be twenty million. It, it it feels like it should be illegal. Yeah, there was a tweet that said the Athletics signed up for one dollar for seven hundred million days or something like that. <laughs> Ace could have signed him. How funny yeah. would that have been? Less than three percent of that contract he's going to get in the next ten years. Like, I mean, you guys were saying off air, like that's just partially shows how much this guy likes baseball. Yeah, that he's willing to wait. And even when he signed in the MLB, he could only sign for a minor league contract. So he really hasn't been – I don't actually know what he earned in playing before he came to the MLB, but he's really just banking on the fact he's going to get paid and taken care of well after he's done playing baseball. And also at the same time, I wondered because he had the surgery on his arm, and I know he's a two-way player, but how much is he actually going to pitch now? For the Dodgers. I mean, maybe outside of like key situations, but I don't know what he does. I was just thinking that like everyone probably wants him on the team because in other sports like, you know, football, Brady, Rodgers, certain quarterbacks in basketball, like LeBron James was a big example. Like players will come to watch. So obviously anybody in the MLB wanted Shohei just for the stadium revenue, like fans coming to the games and stuff. But he might not like how much is he gonna pitch over the next 10 years? I'm sure he wants to, but how much is he physically gonna? And then he doesn't even play the field anymore, does he? Besides pitching, he's just a DH. Usually. No, he, they said he may play some outfield. Okay, so that'd be cool. All right, yeah. But he, I mean, the other thing is like the jersey sales, the first 48 hours, like he was number one, like he beat out anything like Messi when he went to Miami, like he beat out all those numbers. And 
the and and Otani's getting like forty million a year or so in like endorsement stuff too. Like That's it's not true, like yeah. he's only gonna make the two million. I think they projected him at like forty plus million for endo- all the endorsements he's getting. That's true because two million a year is nothing, right? Yeah. No, but like he's still <laughs> gonna be making absolute bank. And I saw the other thing was uh, that was reported is the Giants offered basically the exact same contract the Dodgers did. This seems sketchy that teams are doing this. Like I feel like you're kicking the can down the road and you eventually have to do something with it. Yeah. So well, how do they do? What do they do with it? Or what's their game plan? I don't know. The new CBA allows it. There's no. There's no um, cap on deferred money in the new CBA. Like nothing at all. So they could go whatever. And now the Dodgers have the chance to sign Yamamoto, the big pitcher from Japan. Oh, because you mean like they're never going to go over the cap for the year, so they can get a bunch of like really good players. Is that? Well, there's no really cap for the MLB. They're yeah, just like the luxury true. tax. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, so, it's still factored in. Like, it's not yeah. like it's only two million counts. It's like it's still a percentage of the entire contract. So even though it's deferred, so they're not getting around it that way. But I just right. still don't understand. Like, what, what happened with the Nationals and all their deferred stuff? And I feel like that's now affecting them. And it's going to probably be even worse at some point because of how many guys had a deferred deal with them. And now the Dodgers are doing it to an extreme level of what the Nationals did. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I think, you know, this is going to – I mean, the Dodgers are the next, like, five years going to try to win as many pennants and World Series as possible, I guess. But they're setting themselves up for a long stretch of mediocrity too. How many yeah. have they won so far? <laughs> like, last five years, they have won. Kershaw yeah. has won. In the in the COVID year, right? So it probably doesn't even really count. So they got one. You would think in these next ten years, the goal is probably like two to three, right? Like realistically, I mean, baseball it's hard to win, even with dynasties and less injuries. Yeah. But uh, is it worth it? Would you guys do this deal? Like Mets or Phillies right now? Are are you in? I just don't. There's so much uncertainty know. with him in the pitching, and yeah, I would I'm do it. Sure. I think yeah. actually a big winner in this whole thing, and it may be long term, is the Diamondbacks. A because they're in a division with the Padres, who seem to keep doing sketchy financial things, and now with the Dodgers, and they're doing it the homegrown way and not going crazy with money. So if then the Padres already faltered, and we saw that, and they missed the playoffs, and. Now it backfired and they had to fire sale everything that they like they tried so hard to get. So if the Dodgers could that could happen to them. And now the Diamondbacks might be in a spot where they're just gonna clean house. It's just gonna be them and the Rockies just pounding those two teams potentially if they like mess this up somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure their stadium revenue. I mean, we talked about the Diamondbacks fan base. I'm sure it's gonna grow after what happened last year, but you got how many times Shohei going to be in their stadium this year? They're not going to be mad about that, especially no. if they're winning those games. You could, I saw the Diamondbacks have a season pass and it's like $300 or something for the whole year. You can just go to like one game. I don't, it might be like a week or I don't know how they like limit it up, but yeah, that's really cheap. Or maybe it's every home game. It could be literally every home game because really they know cheap. they just need, they just need people in there. And I saw so bets his contract between that same time period has 115 million dollars to be paid out between that same like 2034 and 2043. 
it's crazy, crazy that it's happening this much and i feel like i only ever knew about the one mets guy that everyone just trashed on that was getting paid the funny thing is yeah. who was bobby benia oh bobby he's Benilla. paid till 2034 <laughs> he's still getting God, such a good deal such a good deal he, the funny thing is he was actually really good with the mets and he like did yeah. really well with them it's just because of this it that's what I'm I mean, like, that's crazy. Like, what happened? Shohei can't ever pitch again. And then, I don't know, three years in, he gets injured or, like uh, like you said, Chase, it's a lot of dice rolling. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like it's a lot for a potentially one-way guy, but he's a great player, though. I mean, so. they, they might, you know, if his arm is still okay, but they don't want him starting, they can just put him in as, like, a two-inning two save guy. Yeah, save guy, and that's all he does. I love it. I if he turns into a three inning save guy, he would be a legit three inning save guy, though, not like a mop up three inning save guy. No, so like that's the new way to do it is you just have two starters a game, yeah, like prime. Oh, yo, that could be a that we haven't seen that yet. That could be like something. a prime Noah Syndergaard would be would have been great at that. Oh, yeah. Just go out for three innings, maybe four. Joe Bland would have a combined no-hitter through five almost every single game. There you go. And it's Joe Bland. But if that <laughs> was the role back in 2007, 2008, he would have had a $500 million contract too. I love it. I want to – yeah, and I don't know if anyone – how quick it would be to pull up, like, biggest contracts ever. I know every year it's, like, the new biggest contract ever just because of inflation and stuff. But is it bad that I – didn't know when this contract came out that it was like the biggest ever because when these top players get signed it's always for millions of dollars and i was like whoa 700 million that's a lot over 10 years but i didn't even think twice that this was the biggest ever i mean i knew I just because it beat the other one by like so much like it wasn't but even that's close. what i'm saying like and i didn't yeah. even know that so like judge was 360 and then otani hit 7 million he beat it by 320 million. is that just baseball that's that's so sports Otani was more than all sports. I don't I think it was was it Messi's that he was more than? Yeah, it's probably Messi and actually some of these golfers now are probably up in this range. But they said North American sports, so they're not because like I mean Mahomes has a five hundred million dollar deal or not five hundred million, just kidding. Because I don't know what we must say, but he's getting some stupid money over there in uh, Saudi Arabia too. But it's just crazy. I saw that. It's the biggest contract ever in North American sports. And I didn't even think like I'm like, oh yeah, it's a big contract because it's just all these guys get so much money that I didn't even think this was the most. And it's crazy because in baseball, you're getting that money. It's not like a football where only partially is guaranteed. Like a lot of guarantees, but not the full value. Andy Davis is 59 a year. That's absurd, first of all. (laughs) Ridiculous. He might be the most overpaid. In the top five. I don't know. Cat, 56. That's pretty bad. Dan, I realize how much money's in the NBA. Justin Herbert. Dude, the money in the NBA is absolutely insane. You can be a six man making $80 million. The fact that Evan Turner, who basically is the Swiss Army knife of, of anything ever, got $70 million off one deal is outrageous to me. And that was like 10 years ago at this point. I guess it helps in the NBA that there's what Tim Hardaway Jr.'s nice contract. It seems like they're signing people to contracts to hide money from people. 
in basketball. It doesn't yeah. make any like at the beginning of the season. We should just pull up the transaction list and see who got extensions right at the beginning of the season because it would blow your mind. The people that are just making like easily over twenty million dollars. Yeah, well, then I just brought up Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a four-year, seventy-five million-dollar contract as a seventh man off the bench in uh, Dallas, and I don't even—I'm sure there's other guys that I'm not even thinking of do, that have massive contracts too. Do like nine-point a game guys. Yeah. Do small contract or uh, I'm sorry, do the small rosters in the NBA help with that? Do you think? I mean, I like, think so. You have to pay fifty-three guys. NBA is probably the number two sport in America right now, right? Would you agree? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. After, after the NFL. So, and their rosters, you're talking actually like 12 to 13. You have a couple like two-way players, but you have actually like 12 to 13 guys on a team, which is smaller than any team. So, you can pay. I mean, you're making so much money. I'm sure you can afford to pay these guys. But it is insane, like you said, Chase. A guy coming off the bench making – $20 million a year is nuts. Yeah, this article, this is from 20, 2012, which is funny, oh which is gosh. fun. I just, I'm just curious. So we got Rashard. <coughs> Rashard Lewis has making $21.1 million with a 7.8 points per game. And this is 2012, so you can only imagine. I don't even remember him. Dang. I, I have to find a list from current, but some names on this 2012 list. Anyway, we can uh, we can talk some NBA while we're I guess we're talking about it. We're already kind of deep in there. Uh, one more thing I just want to say about Otani before we break away from that. Uh, if there's anything else with baseball? Cannot believe the Angels again royally screwing up. Otani let go. What did they get? Like a, a second round pick, I think. Yeah, a compensation pick. A compensation pick, which is basically like a late first round, early second round pick. So, good job, Angels. That's it. Yeah. I love it. I love to see the destruction and fall of their their ways. It was never a good idea to do what they did at the deadline, and they did it in such a bad way. Historic, <laughs> historic that two of the best players potentially of our generation, Trout and Otani, played six years together and never got to the playoffs once. That seems like it shouldn't even happen. No. That is it- nuts. And I feel like no – I. I'm a base. I'm an average baseball fan, and like I wouldn't even have maybe guessed that. So there's like it's just gonna go lost. That's gonna go just falling through the cracks. And like 30 years from now, we'll probably talk about it on a flashback. Like, how did they not make it? Yeah, back when in 30 years from now, when we're doing the podcast daily, when when we're doing our flashback Friday segment, <laughs> we'll bring this up and be like, how did they not make it? We'll I've, I've never actually looked up the not 30 years from now. That's <laughs> got us going in early. <laughs> Louise better be ready to take care of us soon. <laughs> I was I was wondering, I haven't ever gone back and looked, but I wonder what Otani said when he signed with the Angels when he first came over and who was like second or third on the list. And I bet he wishes he would have signed with the second mm-hmm. or third teams. Yeah, it was probably a lot of West Coast teams. I'm sure that I don't remember. Off the top of my head, but I feel like the Mariners are always involved. They 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 are publicly involved, but never actually involved. But they yeah. get a good amount of players from Japan. Yeah. Ichiro, Iwakuma. Ichiro was a win. Iwakuma was like what thirty three when he came out. It's yeah, true. he had like he was, one he was solid. solid for, I was gonna say he was solid for a couple of years. Yeah, 
Yeah, there wasn't any much like anything else really that happened in the MLB. It was kind of slow. The other one, like Jung Ho Lee, I think the Giants got him. Yeah, that was the other big contract, six year, one thirteen. But Mets have made a lot of like small minor league moves, and I like the depth. But hopefully they can uh, do something, something else soon with a pitcher. I know everyone's on Yamamoto. I'm sure they are too. But I'm sure he's going to go to the Dodgers, and I'm going to be pissed off about it. Yeah, I agree. I feel the same way. It's actually been nice, like, the last, I guess, my whole life, basically. I didn't have to be a huge Dodgers haters because they just always choked and weren't as good as the Yankees. But it seems like they're going to climb right back up that ladder to the number two most hated teams in the MLB right behind the Yankees for me here shortly. So They still might just choke in the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. I think the Phillies, they haven't even run into them yet, right, in the playoffs? No. Because the Dodgers can't get out of the first round. Yeah, they got that one World Series when it's been like 10, I think one in the last <laughs> like 10 years, and they've been really good like every year. Yeah, how many ones did they have last year? I want to say they've been over 100. I was like, going to say, I feel like they've been over 100 every year the last like yeah. six, seven years. And they so, have nothing to show for it. One, one World Series, but they didn't get over 100 wins that year because it was 60. Yeah, it was the COVID year, so it's like Almost everybody had a shot that year. There was yeah. only like 30 games, so. No, that's true. I think, uh, so the last year they went, they got 100. 100, over 100 the last three years. COVID year, they would have been over 100. 100, 90, 100. They haven't been under 90 since 2012. <laughs> that was that's the last crazy. And even then they were. That's insane that they've made the playoffs in baseball the last four, eight, eleven years, yep. and, and I won feel, World Series. And I, yeah, I don't even hate that because I just expect them to make it and lose. I mean, a one World Series is it's better than what the Phillies have done in the last eleven years. But they've been to three; they've won one. And That's I'm cool. sure they were like the preseason favorite in most of these years. Yeah. It's probably them and the Astros wanted to. Dave Roberts' record as a manager has got to be good. It, oh, my gosh, yeah. 753 and 443. 630 winning percentage. I liked him as That's a player. That's outrageous. I liked him as a player, too. He was good. I also didn't know he's from Japan. I didn't know that either. So yeah, some good stuff in MLB. Um, why don't we talk some NBA? We were kind of talking about it briefly already. Um, I don't think we have a ton to talk about there. Do, do you have any comments about kind of your sixers and how that's going i think everything's just kind of we're in the like stretch of the nba season where it's just kind of going it feels like sixers obviously started off hot hit a hit a cold patch which you expected i mean the nba season's long but they have a very winnable chunk of games in december chase no tuesday thursday games all december it's pretty easy if you're a sixers fan monday wednesday friday you can tune in um but, yeah, I mean, they had Detroit, Washington twice, I think. They have Detroit again this week. Easy dub. They show overall they should be able to win plenty of um, December games. But How about those Magic? Still still going strong. I think 16-7. Yeah. Yeah, we talked the complete opposite of the Pistons, right? The Pistons have been just turning over losses after – you lost the seasons after season, but 
Magic, we've talked about that group of guys. 16-7, second place in the Eastern Conference. They're smack dab in the middle of the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. So the opponent's points per game, the lo- literally the lowest amount in all of the NBA is 109. Or 106, sorry. And that just feels crazy. <laughs> but that's like the lowest amount that a team's giving up. Do you remember that actually we did a segment Dang. last year? Do you remember I did a segment saying how – like back 60s, right. 70s, yeah, 80s, okay. it was super high. And then like when Jason Williams, Kobe, like the 2000s was basically the lowest of lows. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah like the Grizzlies team that was just like yeah, smothering people. I mean, you think of uh, just some of the rules, right? I mean, three point, three shooters have gotten better and you can't defend the three. And we talk, I mean, we touched on all of this. The, the second, if you get an offensive rebound, you only have 14 seconds to shoot the ball. So it's 10 seconds, right? You know, you're shooting, making, yeah. but that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but- if you think about it, you're like my, the goal in every Sixers game is to score over a hundred and to give up less than a hundred and to know in today's NBA, if you hold a team to under a hundred, you're probably going to win. Do they still have that at the Sixers? If you get over a hundred. No, they do bricking for chicken now. Oh, I was gonna say, then, then you get it every yeah. time. No, that was when they were really bad. If they scored a hundred, you got like a free Wendy's Frosty, and they like yeah. never. They were like, I I think one season is if they got to ninety, they were like really struggling. But, no, it just yeah, I just didn't expect that to see that, and also I just saw on the side there, Taj Gibson agrees to a deal with the Knicks. That's classic, disgusting. Tom Thibodeau is gonna fucking put him in there above everyone else. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, is that because Mitchell Robinson's hurt? Yeah, Mitchell Robinson's hurt, which is unfortunate. I love, I like Mitchell Robinson. I know you do too, Ryan. Oh yeah, he's just like he's such an un- he's like a defensive guy who's really unselfish offensively, and it's nice to have a guy like that on the court who doesn't care about scoring and wants to just win. Yeah, he does a lot of like the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet sometimes. Yeah. Like he's just a gritty guy. Yeah, I mean, I just – we talked about the NBA can be top-heavy and bottom-heavy, and this year we're really seeing it. Right now, the Wizards are 3-19. and 19, The Pistons are 2-21. and 21, The Spurs are also 3-19. and 19, Spurs have lost 17 straight. Pistons have lost 20 straight. That is insane. And what's even crazier for the Spurs is that Greg Popovich still has – a 637 winning percentage. He's won over 63% of his games in his career. And last five years, 32, 33, 34, 22 wins last year. Don't know if they're getting to 22 this year. And the fact that he still has that crazy of a winning percentage is, is nuts. But everyone, all this hype on Wemby. And I mean... I- this is actually hilarious, but I haven't looked to see who's like a projected uh, lottery picks and stuff. But if it's like a European point guard, I'm literally going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> if the Spurs just go get a giant center, then tank the next year, and then just get a Euro point guard, I'm going to be like, what the hell? Yeah, that is impossible. Go... Is this real life? Yeah, I don't even, I don't know who the projected guys are, but I, I have know. no idea. Yeah, the funny. next Tony Parker. Oh my gosh. Then they'll get an Argentinian like two years from now. <laughs> just completely rebuild. And, and then they'll just find out back. that Popovich is an AI and he's been like that for 20 years. 
I can see them trading for like Cork Moss and Cork Moss becomes like the new Manu Ginobili. Yo, probably then... good. <laughs> what? That's just a take. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> also, side note, we should go to a Wizards game at some point because their tickets are literally like 15 bucks. Yeah, I'm in. We missed the, all the Sixers games. I don't know if the Sixers go back there again. That's okay. We can find a Knicks one. January 6th or at the Knicks. They play the Knicks. Nice. I, could get, I could get behind that. You'd have to. Can you? Do you have enough Knicks gear to lend Chase? It's and a I? Saturday too. Do you have enough gear to lend Chase and I? I only have a Kevin Knox jersey and a sweatshirt. What about? Don't you have like um? <laughs> don't you have like a, a like a summer tank top thing? No, no. Just a sweat, a hoodie that says Knicks and a Kevin Knox jersey. Oh. Too bad I already got your Hanukkah gift. If you got me another Kevin Knox jersey, I'm gonna be salty. <laughs> I was thinking about a Roddy White jersey. Oh, should have got oh. me a Shabazz Napier. Dude, Roddy White would have been lit. <laughs> if you got, I mean, there's not much, a whole lot going on in the NBA. Oh, the in-season finale. Low-key feel like it was fixed that LeBron got it. First off, the marketing. Chase, you always talk about how the MLB needs to do better in marketing. NBA goes above and beyond like there was so many posts like LeBron adds another piece to his hardware, like like the announcers in every game talking about it. And I just still did either of you tune tune in at all Saturday night? I didn't. No. No. I didn't and, even know the game was <laughs> no, I didn't at all. Yeah, and now so there was so because of this whole mess, there were two Sundays in December where there was zero NBA games. And this past Saturday, it was the in-season finale, which doesn't even count towards the regular season. So essentially you have three days, which usually the NBA, it's like election day and until the all-star break, maybe Thanksgiving, election day, Thanksgiving, and then the all-star break. Like they don't take a lot of days off. And it was just weird that there hasn't been that much scheduling, a couple more back-to-backs because of it. And like the Sixers chase, one of the Wizards game was added onto their schedule at home. And I'm just like, no one's going to buy tickets last minute to this random Wednesday night game. Like, I would just think owners schedule changing certain days off. I want to know the revenue behind it because it was to get people more involved. But I feel like overall, the NBA lost money. And I don't think owners would be that happy with it. I mean, at least the scrubs on the bench got a bonus. That's the only positive. Yeah, that's true. True. But they were like popping champagne, and I was like, "Ew, what? What is?" Oh, that? I know, I saw that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fake trophy. Just get over it. I, yeah, it felt like the I don't know the whole time it felt forced, and then seeing that, I was like, "What? What is happening right now?" Yeah, the next year they're gonna be like, "Are oh, the Lakers gonna go for back to back?" It's like, no, shut up. It's gonna be like the Ravens preseason win record. It means absolutely <laughs> nothing, but it keeps going. <laughs> And then it finally ends, and you're like, wow, I guess it really wasn't that great. So the Lakers will probably win the next 10 in-season tournaments. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, it's nothing. I mean, we live, we legit, all of us were born in the 90s, and we basically became, I mean, we started following sports mid 2000s So we basically went 20 years with the NBA not changing and all of a sudden, and it's probably just because views are down, I'm guessing because everyone streams and watches different things and people are busy now. Don't, don't have much time on their hands, but between the play-in tournament, they added like five years ago and the in-season tournament, there's other ways 
besides just continuously coming up with these tournaments that mean nothing. Like the play-in tournament is, it's just dumb. Either you could shorten the NBA season, less injuries, games mean more. I'm sure there'd be way more people watching certain games. The Sixers only played like the Celtics twice a year. It'd be a lot bigger deal. I mean, we talk about it. Over half the league makes the playoffs. Four seven-game series to win a championship. Like four, like not even baseball does that. And they play 162 games. I just, there's other ways besides these dumb things. Yeah, and if I hear the Lakers are going to go back-to-back, like it's just, it. what's the point? Yeah, we've Stupid. talked about it. They can easily do a first-round best of five, and I, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still in favor if you go up 3-0 the series is over. Like just certain things they could make more of an incentive games matter more besides just like, Oh yeah, there's not enough juice during the regular season in the beginning of the NBA year. So we're just going to add this Saturday, December 8th game. That literally means nothing towards anything besides LeBron getting an extra $500,000. Let's just do one game to a hundred first team to wins advances and they just have to play ultra hard yeah in the playoffs yeah one game to a hundred yeah like but like different rules as far as defense like checking's fine (laughs) (laughs) there's already enough injuries bro yeah i got ingrained in my head the jamal murray excuse year where he's like i feel like the first like three years in the nuggets he'd always be like Oh yeah, i feel like whoever is the healthiest team this year is gonna win i'm like bro you could say that every year that's then they true. won, so he yeah he had that backed up. I feel like the NBA, like they should shorten their season, and like they could even make two seasons in one year, like do something in the fall and something in the spring. Yeah, and that way I don't know, like yeah, yeah. If they did this, always in- have action. <laughs> yeah, if they did this tournament in like the yeah, like like kind of like you said, and this was just like the spring or something or like whatever, people would be more inclined to tune in and think it's neat yeah like you could get the first half trophy or whatever and i don't know then it's like an off season but like rosters won't change until like the summertime or something like that so it's like honestly i feel like european soccer has like a good way of doing it because their seasons like it feels like almost year round like it seems like they're always playing and there's just like breaks in between pistons being relegated right now yeah (laughs) well that and it's like they could like the the seasons would be shorter, so they wouldn't suck for so long. Yeah, like it wouldn't be like now we have to know they're gonna suck for the rest of this year, probably into most of next year, if not the whole. This is like a three year thing now. Whereas yeah. like if it was two, if it was two shorter years, it would be like in two actual years. That's like four seasons they could actually fix this. True. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean the relegation thing. I've always been on board. Like everyone again. Here goes the NBA. It's not like any other sport with if you're the worst team, you get the best pick. We're going to do this lottery with quotation marks around it because it always seems like it's sketchy. Just have the bottom two teams or the bottom team in each conference gets relegated to the G League. Yeah. Like you want to see teams try to win. You want to like G League, I, big three league. Get them up a there. big. Th- you'd have to put like three <laughs> big three teams together to make a roster. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Spread it up. Break yeah. up the like the Pistons get relegated and they get split up into three big three teams. I saw Joe back in the NBA. I mean, I think it would be better for that. I think there's better when there's more teams. 
Like I think they're the NBA would still be making money. There's yeah. so many more cities that could have an NBA team that don't. Yeah. So maybe yeah. at some point, like G League teams become that, or they just added more expansion teams and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because guess what? If the Sixers have a really bad year and they get relegated, the next year I'm still gonna watch the Sixers. Yeah, and I'm gonna follow. Like, so it's not like I'm not gonna stop following them because I'm gonna cheer for them to win to get back up. Like, you don't Into lose it, it. Yeah, but you're a legit fan. Not everyone feels that way. Ben, when Sheffield United went to League One, I'm I was saying still you're a legit this. fan, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that are just. Like, I'm sure there's a lot that aren't watching the Warriors right now because they're not winning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it just, like, it puts more emphasis on winning. If you know you're not, like, if you know you're not going to be in the NBA next year, I feel like it puts more emphasis on, like, not actually yeah. full-on tanking. Because it's like, all right, well, maybe we'll do this. But because I feel like once you're out, it's so hard to get back in. Then. Yeah, get on an NBA. Hurry up. Yeah. All right, well, moving on from NBA, let's touch on some football. Uh, NFC, AFC Players of the Week. I don't think we would have came into this week thinking it was uh, DeVito and Zach Wilson as the – Those were the Players of the Week. <laughs> Tommy That's DeVito, hilarious. Giants quarterback. Yeah. And Zach and Wilson. And Zach Wilson, Jets yeah. quarterback. Those are the two. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I mean, the first half wasn't that great. That was 0-0. Zero, zero. But <laughs> – yeah, turn it around on like the Vikings and Raiders. But yeah, I mean, I don't know with the Jets spiraling, I don't that might have been their best win of the year. They beat the Eagles. Yeah, but just the trend, the Jets oh. completely going downhill, CJ Stroud exploding. I don't know how many games in a row the Jets lost and the Texans won. I feel like it was like two or three. Each. Stroud was awful and he got injured. Yeah. But he was awful before he got in. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he eclipsed 100 yards, maybe barely. Yeah, Zach Wilson threw for 300 yards and two tutties. Yeah. Hey, he said in the – again, I think he said to one of his teammates, he's like, I, I got nothing to lose. What, are they going to bench me again? So. I mean, it would be comical if they do. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to play. And, like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter next year. So Yeah, I mean, and after that performance, just ride him out the rest of the year. Tommy Boyle is not going to do it. <laughs> no. Is that is, is it Tommy Boyle? I don't know. It's Tim Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle. Tommy, Tim, Theodore Boyle. Something like I that. I actually keep wanting to call Tommy DeVito Danny DeVito. <laughs> I keep wanting to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I, I would mean, have never guessed that those two would be the player of the week. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, this was crazy NFL. What was it, week 14? I mean, sun, the Sunday night game, oh, my goodness. Like, I get it. The Cowboys get a lot of hate all year long. But this was an ultimate test. I don't care who the Eagles have played and how bad their schedule's been. I mean, you know that the Cowboys, the Cowboys and Eagles usually split every year. but. Like this was not that comfortable for the Eagles in the link, and the Cowboys make it look made it look easy. They're perfect at home this year. Yeah, yeah, they're perfect. I mean, seven and zero at home, three and three on the road. And I mean, everyone's playing well. And the craziest part about this is that when, if we were talking about the tiebreaker last week, if both these teams win out, it will go to the fourth tiebreaker in line. Record in the conference, and that's where the Eagles will beat the Cowboys out because the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. 
No, That's such Dallas, a bummer loss. I Dallas right now is in front of the Eagles. They are. They but are. Eagles have, um... Go ahead, Chase. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say it benefits the Eagles that their loss against the Jets is out of conference. Yeah. So they lost to a trash team, but at least it was out of conference. Whereas, like, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. It's like, hey, it's a bad loss on paper, and it's even worse because it affects the conference record. Yeah. So you're saying even if they went out, the <laughs> Eagles would jump the Cowboys? Yeah, because so they the Eagles still have two divisional mm-hmm. games left. They get the Giants twice, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. only get the Commanders once, I think. I got you. Okay. So essentially, yeah, even though they have the same record and the Cowboys are ahead, they went out, and it goes to the fourth tiebreaker in line, and that is that that Cardinals loss sucks because. The Cowboys are so good at home. And, I mean, the Eagles, like, that's just a hostile environment in general. Um, I have a feeling the Niners might get the one seed, but overall, I'm just – I'm satisfied with the win. I mean, I thought it was a good win. Over a crazy week, they made it look easy. But just a lot of wild stuff. I mean, we talked about the Jets when the Lions, 9-4, and four, looked like – really bad i mean it just mm-hmm. the nfc powerhouse it's cowboys eagles niners N- i'm don't count out those bucks no i mean they had a big win six and seven leading the division no they i i don't think but you're right that those are the three but and i chase we can touch on the ravens too but right now so five and eight teams i just feel like one of them's getting it i know that all of them will probably miss i i'm I think one five and eight team right now is getting in. So in the AFC, the Chargers are five and eight, the Raiders are five and eight, the Jets are five and eight, and the Titans are five and eight. And then over in the NFC, you have the Giants and the Bears are both five and eight, and both also won this week. Chargers off the list because we talked about quarterback play, and now yeah, Justin Herbert. Herbert's out for the rest of the year. So probably done for the Chargers and Brandon Staley finally. Yeah, but so the top, also the AFC, the top eleven teams have five have better than five hundred records in the AFC. So I don't know about that. NFC is a lot a little weaker as far as the middle of the pack is concerned. Yeah, but I mean, okay, the Browns are eight and five. You both predicted they won't even make. The I didn't playoffs. know we didn't have Flacco coming there on our, <laughs> when we talked about it. Flacco was not on his way when we had talked about it. But even if they yeah. make it, the Steelers could slip and fall out of it. So then, you, I mean, we still got the Texans, Colts, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills all seven and six. Jake Browning's just—I don't—I didn't think they would keep winning with him. Yeah, and the Titans showed some life finally, yeah. getting a huge one over the Dolphins. Yeah. I feel like that's such so, a tease win for me. Yeah, you, yeah. Talk about that. You got a shot now Let's, when you thought you were down and out with your uh, over for seven and a half. Is that right? Yeah, over seven and a half wins. It's a shot. I wasn't. I wasn't nervous until we got to last week. We said we were, they were four and eight. They had another. They had a bad loss. I think two weeks ago. And they had to finish the year four and one. I mean, yeah. I think it's just a tease win. I don't think they're getting over a seven and a half. No, hey, but I mean, still an impressive win, and they played like garbage. Yeah, and they get the, the Texans next week, which Stroud is still in concussion protocol. It's a good chance he doesn't play. He's got Davis Mills. That's a winnable matchup. Yeah, so they could could do a little sneak here. Yeah, little backdoor cover, little yeah. backdoor season win over a cover. It might be the last game of the season when they do it, but yeah. 
Yeah, and I think my bet's in the trash. We'll talk about the Ravens now because the, the Rams played them, got the loss. I think that was – if they had to win that game and have any shot for my bet, which was the Rams to win the division. Obviously, the 49ers running away with it. Ravens coming uh, coming in OT and winning off on walk-off fashion, though. Yeah, was they pl- another game that was played horribly. The weather wasn't great, and the car. I mean, uh, the Rams, Hukunakua just couldn't drop a ball. I mean, it was insane the amount of catches he was getting. And Cooper Cup putting in the work, and all game it felt like the Ravens were just going to lose on a last-second field goal. Luckily, they uh, you know get some timely points and then get the game in overtime after giving up a you know, a lot of yards to the Rams, but yeah, walk off fashion on a punt return, which you don't see often. such a college thing to see, but really exciting. I'm glad they got the win. They needed it just to talk about, like we were talking about the Cowboys and Cardinals earlier, the Ravens every single year shoot themselves in the foot by losing an, an info conference game. And of course it's games like these where it's like, all right, well, if I can, I'll I can swallow the loss here because it's out of conference and they pull it out. Which is great. So that means that they're going to lose another in-conference game here by the end of the season. But I'll take it. Good win overall. Odell Beckham's definitely coming into his own. He's had multiple weeks now of uh, really good production, touchdown streaks. So really good to see. He's getting targeted too. Like he's – Yeah. Which is what he needs. I mean, with with Mark Andrews out, he's going to be – I feel like he's just going to be target happy now and – I mean, they're literally the bench all year, and I'm excited. Yeah, they're paying him 15 million dollars. He should be getting six to eight targets easily every single game, at a minimum, no matter what, because he's a volume guy. He heats up with the more catches he gets, just like every other receiver. Once you get your number one the ball and they get going, I mean, it's really hard to stop a guy that's confident. Yeah, I mean, talking about the number one seed on the other side, Ravens control their own destiny with that but their last four games of the year are the Jags, Niners, Dolphins and Steelers. Only one divisional game which honestly is good cuz those I think are always a toss up especially in that division in December and January when all those stadiums outside cold, you know, grit and grind. They only have the Steelers at the end, but you know, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, the next triple header for the Ravens is not going to be easy like you said Chase. I mean, Jags, Dolphins, those could be some in-conference losses you were talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those are two top five rated teams right now. So there's a lot on the line with this. They're going to find out a lot of, you know, a lot about themselves too. And this is, these are all potential playoff matchups. You know, the way things can shake out, you could see these teams, you know, again in a short amount of time. I just saw something on, on there that says Goodell, they're working on the officiating. I don't know what that means, but. This will find oh, is that because Patty threw a fit? It's probably a good time to dial it in right before the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like it just always – I mean, the NFL, that's why – people hate it, but that's why they love it. It's controversial. It, oh, I hate it. I, I, I hate I, it too, but it's what people – it gives people something to talk about all the time. I honestly will come on here and say I haven't watched a full NFL game from start to finish this whole year because I cannot stand – I cannot stand the flags. Yeah. We should look. I wish somebody. I wonder if somebody's keeping track, but how many flags are thrown in like the last two minutes of a game in the fourth quarter? Yeah, because those always just swing. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I just don't want refs <clears throat> deciding the games. That's all. I just don't like it's it always seems to be in a big spot. It's always looks like if you've letting them you're letting you guys hand check, don't call it now. Let them just continue letting them hand check the whole game. Yeah. Like don't just start calling in the last two minutes on that 25 yard pass. I, I will say I will I mean the intentional PIs are obviously a thing now, something I feel like Rogers did for a long time. But I have gotten really good at not letting the officials ruin a game for me. I try to really take the time to pick out other points in the game where the Cowboys, the Sixers, the Phillies, especially in football, though. When I watch a game, you know, something bad happens at the end. The Eagles-Bills game was a good example. The A.J. Brown thing, I think, was a fumble. And every everybody was saying it was sketchy. But Josh Allen had Gabe Davis open in the end zone, and he missed him. Like, that was my reason there. The Super Bowl last year, mm. you know, my last year being an Eagles fan, you know, they, they had other <laughs> ways. I know I talked about the field being sketchy too, which that's a little different, I think, than the officials. But I've really tried to be good at finding other points besides just blaming it. But I do know at the end of the game, if you haven't thrown the flag all game, just keep it in your pocket, especially at the end of the game. I get it. It's just frustrating. It, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's good to find those points and not get that butt hurt and think that that's the reason. It's just it's frustrating to have a game play out that way. That's all. You know what's new? There's two trends I see a lot more in the NFL now. The hits out of bounds. see a lot more flags for those, which I kind of get. But the biggest thing I'm seeing this year I've never seen before is the amount of flags picked up. Oh, yeah. I, like, it's crazy how many flags are thrown, and then they're just like, oh, there's slipped. no there's no foul for holding. And then they show the replay, and it was holding. But it's yeah. just, it's like they're almost getting trigger happy with the flags, and they're like, oh, we can't really call everything, so pick up some of them. Like, I think the Cowboys-Eagles game, three or four flags were picked up. I'm like, why are you throwing it? That's the problem with football is you can – I mean, there's almost every play you can find something essentially to call a flag on. I feel like just holding on the offensive line almost every single play. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're just going after the egregious stuff. But it's like – like if you see a running back in slow-mo, easily some guy, some offensive lineman has his hand in someone's shoulder pads on the numbers. And it's like, okay, I guess you could – Somebody could have called that if they wanted it to. Like, I've seen that call before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Micah's jersey's ripped, like, by the second quarter every game, and I feel like he doesn't get a holding penalty against him. Like, Lane Johnson yeah. was not that good Sunday. <laughs> no, he had to he had to do the old method of jumping it as the ball's going. And yeah. Just, yep. just eating the uh, false starts as they come. Just, <laughs> a false start's honestly better than a sack, so... Yeah. And he'd rather get that half second get off. And also yeah. leaves it to the UFC point. Never leave it to the refs. Yeah. No, it's true. And well, real real quick, real quick, I know you're about to move on. <laughs> but just looking at the NFL standings one more time, not only is my Titans pick bad because they're in last, but there's a chance that the AFC South has three teams make it. And I 
I will be so mad if the AFC South has three teams make the playoffs and it's not the Titans. So Texans, Colts, and Jags. I'm going to do something outrageous. Okay. Let us know what you're going to do. I'm going to start thinking while you guys start talking UFC. And I'll think if I can come up with something, but I'm going to do something outrageous and we'll put it on our social media. I like it. Because <laughs> that would be the dumbest thing ever. I'm not saying – I don't think it's going to happen. But if it did, my Titans – You can do it at the February trip. Okay. That would be the ultimate You can do the outrageous thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, UFC, don't want to leave it to the refs. 296, last big card of the year. And we just wanted to touch base uh, just about it. A lot of exciting stuff. First off, I'll just say, I got to say it. Ferguson, Patty Pimlet. If you haven't seen, Goggins was training Ferguson. And if you haven't uh, heard, Goggins is going to be in Ferguson's corner. That's a power move. Which is a, a power move. And I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> Goggins' pep talk after like round one to Tony. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But That's awesome, though. I'd love to see him like more involved with UFC. Yeah, and I'm glad Tony Ferguson is trying something new. Like He's always been really mysterious about his training and did it all by himself, so it's interesting he's going the route of like having somebody and not even somebody traditional doing it for you. Yeah. Like, somebody who like excels in mental, the more mental aspect of fitness, along with just extreme fitness. So we'll see if it pays off. I mean, <laughs> it's an extreme sport, so. Yeah, I mean, cardio, I don't, this is a step up. I know Ferguson, obviously, his last, like, five fights at this point have been, but it's not like he's looked bad in all of them. And I don't know, this is a big step up for Patty, so we'll see. And I don't think he even won last the last fight. I think that was a pretty controversial win. I Who was that, over Gordon or Bobby Green? I don't remember. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and Ann Gary back in the cage against Vicente Luque. Definitely a step up for Ann Gary. And yeah. Luque, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge for him, but I think could be one of the, you know, a fireworks show because both both guys are definitely not going to back down from a full-on just kickboxing, kick, you know, kickboxing match. Yeah. Pretty even, a- pretty even, you know, tail the tape right there reach about the same so you know bring a somewhat similar skill set yeah no this is a step up for him for sure and going up the main card quick Shavkat against uh wonder boy that's yeah. uh Shavkat, i mean i think this is he can win this one i love wonder boy so i'm a little biased but I don't know. Yeah, I'd say Shavkov probably is the the favorite in that one before looking at any odds. Yeah, I would say he should at least knock out Thompson, but I feel like it'll be a decision win. But this is a step for him to get a title shot. He needs this fight. That's true. And Thompson, after la- after last time, even <clears> though he got <throat> shit for not fighting, even though the guy missed weight, but. Yeah, so Shavkat's a minus seven twenty favorite. Yeah, that he should. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't looked like you know off his game, I would say, in most of his fights so far. So you would assume he's gonna come out and just put the work to Thompson right away. Yeah. And how does Thompson defend that attack? No, I agree. I just wanna say, um, I might be putting in a pick here because Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimlet. Patty Pimlet is a minus 330 favorite against Tony. Dang. 
which I I kind of figured he might be a favorite, but I didn't expect that. So I'm gonna have to put a unit on Tony Ferguson plus two forty. I feel like I don't know. Patty Pimlin at minus three thirty seems steep for me. Yeah, like giving him the sniff the boot treatment. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. So I'm making a pick, just kind of looking quick at those. I like those it. I like it. I'm always gonna support any token, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson related. Yeah, action. I mean, strictly based on past performance, I understand. But this is a huge, this is a step up for Patty, no doubt. Then uh, in the co-main event, Alexandra Pantoja, Roy Val, you know, guys who how many times have they fought now? I feel like they've fought at least once or twice. They fought in 2021. Pantoja got a round two submission. I was on the Canyon Gaslam fight night card. Looks like just the one time. Pantoja and Marino fought way down on the this Usman Maya fight night card. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. those two guys are second time. Yeah, I would say it's gonna be fast action. Probably both looking for a submission win. And you know, a lot at stake here just for the title. So and obviously a great fight to set the stage for the main event. Leon Edwards, Colby Covington. A fight that's probably been in the works for mm, four years now. <laughs> like coming to fruition. And we're going to get to see elite welterweights go at it. Colby's last fight, was it two years ago now? 2022, fought in March. So a year and a half, a little more. Got that Masvidal five-round decision. He has two fights in two years. And he's one and one. That's why it's crazy that he's getting the title shot. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just three fights in three years. <laughs> three fights in three years. He's he's uh, he's so inactive. Yeah, he's who's this dude? He's twenty two and four. I think he's the stun gun. <laughs> the stun Dong gun king. Yeah, look at that stun gun. Bang! What happened to him? He's still around. I'm pretty sure he Is might he have just... had a uh, military duty though. I think his last fight was that loss to Kobe Covington in twenty seventeen. On just uh, he's forty two now. I just I was surprised because he I said he's twenty two and four and I was like what the yeah heck? oh yeah I he... think that uh I think that Tarek Safadine guy it was the second to last fight okay. I think he was like a bodyguard or something oh Tarek Safadine it's just his only losses were to Covington Woodley Damian Maya and Carlos Conduit so basically all the guys who had the welterweight title or interim welterweight title <laughs> got that win over Nate Diaz dang. Dang, I uh, forgot forgotten oh. stud in the UFC, but yeah, so I just wanted to touch on the UFC card. Um, there's there's some other uh, we didn't even look at, I guess, the co main or the um, the undercard. Oh, yeah, for 296 and the prelims, but I mean, Cody Garbrandt's on there, a couple other, well, so a couple, lot of names, yeah, Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell, those are good fights, yeah. Cody Garbrandt, Brian Kelleher, Irene Aldana. Yeah. I mean, there's all people who have been on main event cards. Yeah. I mean, even the prelims, Dustin Jacoby is on the early prelims. Yeah. Menafield, Durden, yeah. Andre Feely. He's been around for a while. Randy Brown. This is a big card. Got five on that. Six, seven, eight, nine. 
10, 11, 12, 14. It's a, it's a lot of fights. They're going out with a bang the end of they the year. Are. So, yeah, no, I just wanted to touch on that. Just a big card for the UFC. And Ryan, as we uh, wrap up here, heard you chuckle a couple of times. Any, uh, Anything you came up with to do on the February trip? I was looking at there's 125 things you could do if you lose a bet. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good things on this list. I think it's going to be a combination of wearing stuff. I might go like diaper over the pants, tin foil hat, maybe some swim goggles or something. Mix okay. it up a little bit, but just something. Are you going to buy a diaper? I might borrow one of Louise's. You think Louise's diaper is going to fit you? Maybe on one leg. You could okay. paint your face like a Titans fan for like oh, one episode. No. You get an ass tattoo and we won't tell you what it is. Well, t- oh, yeah. tattoo was one there. I'm 100% out on that I'd one. I'd be in for it. I still owe a lip piercing. That's Maybe true. it should be to actually get a lip piercing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that. No, I think it'll be... Actually, the Titans thing would be good. I... I think I recently got rid of my Vince Young Titans jersey because oh. it would always just stretch out anytime I wore it. Oh, yeah. It was from when I was in middle school. I'm going to go on. You just have to wear it for like a week straight. Yeah. It's your Vince Young jersey. Yeah. There was like a couple of sketchy ones. It was like, go to a busy place and try to direct traffic. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you'll probably pass on that one do you ever see the video with some guy they were in the uh like leaving a sports game and the guy had like a vest in his car and he got out and pretended to like direct traffic and let their car go and he just ran back in the car and got back in and everyone just was yelling and flipping it <laughs> off oh my god that's amazing such a good reason to keep a vest in your car just yeah, for that situation. I, I, just in case. I do have yeah. a vest in my car. There you go. But I probably and traffic cones. Just run, just stop one car, put out like three traffic cones, let your car go, pick up the traffic cones, and then get back in your car. Yo, that oh my god, we're getting so <laughs> off topic now, but that just reminds me when <laughs> Nuke in college would put a traffic cone in the parking spot because <laughs> he wouldn't want anyone to take it. And it worked. Yeah. It reminds me of when we just went out. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast. That's yeah, funny. no. I, so I'll get a combination. I'll come up with like a, a weird outfit and I'll present it next week. Obviously, it's only if everyone in the AFC South makes it and not the Titans. So probably won't happen, but okay. never know. Sounds good. All right. Well, on that, I think we'll, we'll end the podcast. This was a fun one. Got uh, Got some good topics in here and if we don't, uh, I guess we'll have another one before Christmas, but uh, we're winding down the 2023 year and excited to get into 2024. Yeah. Yeah, overall, real quick, picks-wise, as a team, we're 12-7. and seven. Ben just dropped the pick, the Tony Ferguson money line against Patty Pimblett, plus 240. Our record's 12-7. and seven. Ben's 10-2. and two. So if you're picking a guy to ride with, you know it's Fade Ryan – it's gonna be ten and three soon because the Rams are not winning the division. Hey, but that, that's not over, and we're not gonna worry about that because right now it's not a loss. So, yeah, are you sure? Do we know it's mathematically not a loss? Because the Rams are six and seven. I think the Forty ers are ten and three. Yeah, and there's four games left. I mean, if Brock Purdy gets hurt next week, that's true. Yo, Although- I, oh my gosh, oh, we can end it. At, we can end it. But Brock Purdy, I saw he's like. 3,500 passing yards this year so far, and over like at least 15 to 1,600 of them are yards after catch. And I'm just like, yeah, because if you have Kittle, Debo, 
McCaffrey, like they're going to take it and do something with the ball. You know, realistically, if one of those guys, both those guys got hurt and Purdy was still around, he would be garbage. Yeah, yes. In my opinion. He's a system guy. I agree. With a really good system. (laughs) The Niners can win with whatever you plug in. I mean, they only lost last year because they had legitimately nobody at quarterback in the championship game. Else they could have beat the Eagles. Who knows? So. No, and yeah, we'll end on that. And I will say we didn't touch at all, talk all at all about Sam Howell because he didn't play. But keep a lookout for that sack, uh, sack record. We're gonna keep an eye on it every week. We're hoping he breaks it. So it's gonna happen. Gonna I'm happen. Gonna get out there. Rams are gonna have a field day with him this week. Donald's gonna go off. Yeah, Donald's got it all pent up because he wasn't able to get Lamar. So Sam Howell, I'm sorry, buddy. Lamar did not set you up for a successful outing. That's true. I bet you – is Sam Howell – is he a rookie this year? No, it's he was a rookie year. last year. But I don't know yeah. if the Rams played them last year because that could be his 54th. I know Donald was – they were saying he was trying to get his 54th QB. He could get it this week. Well, there we go. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think they were saying – I could be totally wrong on this because I had the game muted. But when it would loop in, I don't know if – Aaron Donald has ever sacked Lamar. I think that's why it was like. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Yeah. And they said this like might be his last chance. Yeah, to do it. Yeah. Pretty legit. Nice job, Lamar. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Uh, Follow us on the socials, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe there. I'll be posting stuff as usual. And we will see you guys next week. So long.